Welcome, welcome, brothers, sisters, mothers, cousins, friends, family. You're listening to Educated Hustle with your host, Paul Latimer Jr. and your co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? What's going on? I'm glad this man said we're going to get the whole family tree involved. You know, let's, <laughs> let's you know. He's like got the whole little line, everyone dancing. Oh, man. No, but uh, I mean, I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. Once again, we're we're plowing right through it. We always talk about what episode is this, but, you know, it really is like just, you know, an ever- going roller coaster ride of fun and we got on the ride a long time ago but we're definitely not gonna get off anytime soon so yeah gotta love it it's been uh it's been enjoyable man like uh, i know when we were brainstorming the idea of doing a podcast together uh mm-hmm. i didn't really know what to expect you know because uh i don't know it's just a new adventure but it, it's actually been really good uh just to be able to talk um to people who are doing all sorts of great things uh I know it's had some kind of impact on my life because it's, uh, I, I don't know, I've just been expanding my network and really reaching out to people who are, are doing great things. And I think that helps me in my daily life to do better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, that, that makes you be held accountable to want to do more and be more. And, you know, it's one of those things where um, Jerry Seinfeld, he uh, had a saying where, you know, when you do something brand new, you have this growth that comes with it, but you can't prepare for that growth. You can, you know, you can study up and do all this and whatever, but you're never going to be ready to prepare for it because it's growth is something new and you really can't predict how growth is going to change you. And that's what the podcast did for us. Like we studied up, we learned how to, you know, do this, this and this. But once you're actually in the thick of it, you're doing interviews, you're promoting, you're trying to figure out how to do this and that you, you encounter all these things that the, blogs websites memos seminars all that stuff they can't tell you so that's what we've been experiencing we've been experiencing just this growth that we never knew was there but now that it is there we're able to channel energy and actually put it aside and make something even 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 more sweet <laughs> i like how you threw that uh jerry seinfeld uh that that bit from the from Wale's album in there exactly you know what I'm saying I heard I was that was playing the day and I, that line sticks with me because I'm just like he's so right you know yeah I got you man um yeah I I really enjoy the growth man and and we're gonna continue to figure this thing out uh, get it into the hands of as many households as possible so we can one day uh, host that educated hustle family reunion we <laughs> introduced. <laughs> 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 for sure man um speaking of of uh of uh family uh or friends i should say friends family it's all the same in my boat but uh yep. today we have a, a a guest that uh um emilio and i both know from from college who's a very passionate uh a literal friend of the show um miss jasmine thomas she's a second year medical student uh currently at the university of miami uh getting her md and also her master's in public health. So uh, she's definitely taking the uh, perspective of a, of a doctor and uh, putting a, a, a definition that people don't really think of when they think of medicine. Mm-hmm. She definitely is. And I think the main thing with her is she's one of those people that you can just 
you know, hearing her speak, you realize she generally wants to help people. I think it's really easy with doctors to feel like, oh, they just got to, you know, lift your arm up, make you cough and collect their $500 once they pass go. But, you know, that's not her objective. Her objective is she really wants to help make the world a better place. Yes, the world. So she's not also trying to help out the low community, but she wants to help out people other countries and do what she can to, you know, bring awareness to their their causes and needs. And it's really, really just, you know, comforting to know that this woman who's going to be a future doctor really is a philanthropist and really cares generally and deeply about everyone's well-being. So, you know, it, it really goes to show you that it's more than a stereotype. There are people out there who are going to be doctors that are really, really put their focus on the person first, not the money, not the medical supplies and all this and that, the person. And, you know, medical school is tough. So anyone that can get through just on the belief that they can help people, I mean, shoot, that's that's A plus in my book. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I know that ain't the career path for me. So and I know <laughs> I need doctors because, hey, you can't be healthy all the time. So glad mm-hmm. we got people like Jasmine studying up and uh making sure that the, the world is going to be a better place in the future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. It is, you know, it feels great knowing that, you know, someone that we met in college is continuing on the path and going even further in her cause for greatness. So that's what we love seeing educate hustle, just people who actually found their hustle and are doing their best to stay educated within that career path. <laughs> yeah, play on words, cuz. <laughs> play on words. Nah, but I think uh, an, an important part of the interview was uh, it wasn't a traditional path of, of medicine. Uh, you know, she went and, um, and she'll explain more in the interview, but she she went and uh, studied uh, pre-medicine in college, but uh, along the way, she kind of doubted herself, um, really had to reflect on, is this the right career for her? Um, also took a year off and did something that was unrelated to the medical field, and she really brings it back. Um, and she'll tell you the story specifically, but she brings it back into, you know, why she wanted to do the medicine profession. So it's really, uh, is really uh, enlightening to see. Um, and mm-hmm. I think uh, the people are in for a good interview. They are, and you know, there's a lot of gems dropped. Just a lot of great great quotes and stuff to just live by and she really delivers a lot of it so please 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 if you kind of feel like you know you're not on your timetable or you're not fulfilling your goals at the time it's that you said listen to her and you know she's kind of like the the big mama to put the shoulder around you around you and be like listen babe it's gonna be all right it's gonna be all right so you know i'm excited for everyone to listen to what jasmine has to say all right let's get to it Without further ado, Ms. Jasmine Thomas. All right, folks, we're here today with Ms. Jasmine Thomas. She's a second-year med student at the University of Miami who's also pursuing a degree in public health. Jasmine, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Couldn't be better, I would say. How about you, Amelia? You know, right there with you, man. It's always a great day. <laughs> All right, let's just get into it. Um, Jasmine, how, tell us, uh, you know, why are you uh, doing the medical thing? Wow, that, that question's requiring me to kind of go back to kind of reflect on why I've been doing this. But um, Go back as far as you need to. Yeah, pretty much you're sending me back to fourth grade. 
I remember writing an essay and, and saying I wanted to be a pediatrician because I looked up to my um, pediatrician growing up. So I think like throughout the years, I tried to be different things. I said I wanted to be a meteorologist. I said I wanted to be a mathematician. I said I wanted to be a ghostwriter and rap for Little Wayne and write for him. And that's random. Nothing, nothing works. <laughs> nothing, nothing worked out. And I just always came back to medicine. So it's been something that um, has definitely just had my heart for a long time. That's a perfect story. And, uh, yeah. Tears came to my eyes. <laughs> tears came to my eyes as well. I think when people hear um, people are pursuing the medical field, they always think of, of course, the cost and the studying. But what's another factor about um, being in the medical field that people really overlooked that you kind of wish got more attention? Wow. I would have to say dedication. Um, my friends and I were just talking about this last night. A lot of people think to become a doctor, you have to be smart. And while I do think that you have to be capable of understanding and learning, I think it's something that a lot of people can do. So I, I think what comes with it is just that extra step of having that dedication because it's a lot of sacrifices. It's a lot of missing out on birthday parties, missing out on going to the beach. There are a lot of days when it's bright and sunny outside and it's perfect weather and I'd want nothing more but to to have fun and I'm stuck in the house studying all day. So I think a lot of people don't don't necessarily see that. So you're telling me life as a medical student isn't uh, all flowers and daisies? Um, I think it has its its give and takes. It has its um, sweet moments for sure, though. Um, I have a great group of people that I can trust and that support me. I have great mentors. Um, I've challenged myself in different ways this year. And for me, that's worth a few extra nights of partying at a club or, you know, even going to the beach. The fact that I feel like I'm growing in, in ways that I've only dreamed of. So, mm, Okay. Yeah, that's definitely honorable. You can't even debate that. My thing is, uh, you really wanted me to clarify that you were getting your second uh, degree in the uh, public health field. What made Put you want to do that? My name. Put some respect <laughs> on my name. All right, Birdman. Yeah, yo, you would have been perfect as a Little Wayne Ghostwriter. Yeah, I, I really think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I think. I think throughout the years, especially growing up in South Florida, you can't necessarily be blind to what's going on in um, the communities surrounding you. You can't be blind to um, the disparities that's happening. And I think, I think a lot of doctors or a lot of people see the medical field as, okay, I'm just going to see my patients, prescribe them medicine, and then send them on their way. And I think that's what the whole I don't know, like the whole lifestyle of medicine has been. But I think what's interesting with public health is it enables you to not only just treat the individual, but treat the communities as well and kind of tackle those issues of disparities and of like health issues that are going on in the community and really open your eyes and try to do more. So I wanted to go to public health because I, I don't believe we can truly cure people without tackling some of the things that are going on in communities that might be causing certain diseases. And that's actually very noble. I, I kind of want to keep it a community theme. You actually are the co-president for Project Volcano, which is basically a club that tutors after high school students. So I definitely want to ask just, you know, relaying what you said earlier, how do you kind of bring that focus and helping people even when it's outside of necessarily the hospital or medical lab? 
I mean, I see myself. I see myself in those kids when I go visit them or when I go tutor, whether it's like elementary kids or kids in high school. I definitely see a younger Jasmine, you know, wanting some sort of direction, wanting someone to kind of look to as a mentor who, who has already like went down that path. And I think that motivates me and it, and it makes me think, you know, if we had more people who were mentors and who, who were there, then how many more of my classmates back in high school could be where I am right now? Like I said, I don't, I don't think you have to be the smartest person in the world to be a doctor or a lawyer to be successful or anything like that. It's just that dedication drive. And I, and I don't believe I don't believe a lot of people have that as a um, example. Yeah, it's good, especially um, in a young person's life, uh, to have someone to look up to, to be a mentor to. So um, I'm sure you know you had somebody that you looked up to. I know you talked about your your pediatrician earlier. Um, is there anybody else who kind of influenced you to go into the medical field? I think my parents. They're not doctors, but. Um, they always made me feel like I was capable. They always encouraged me. They always pushed me further. And I mean, everyone has their parents who can try to back them up. But I, I think I'm, I'm really grateful for, for how they've just relentlessly just encouraged me, for sure. Shout out to the parents, for sure, uh, keeping your head on straight. Yes, yes. Parents do an amazing job. They deserve so much more. But, you know, give them shout outs when they can. <laughs> but... I definitely want to um, ask you because you you've taken your notion of helping people and you've actually kind of even gone out the country with this. You recently went to Uganda to uh, focus on child care and maternal health. So <laughs> could you just explain to some of our uh, listeners just how exactly was that process and what did you really experience and see why you were out there? So um, I went to Uganda and going there was really part of my public health project. And I've actually, I've wanted to go to Africa for quite some time now. It's like the homeland. It's, you get know, back to your roots. Get back to my roots. I actually <laughs> went with my natural hair. So I was, I was really down for the cause, but. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I went there and I went there expecting, you know, just everything that, that the media kind of brainwashes you to expect. And, I should have been more aware of that, but I went there and received nothing but love. I went there and learned that, you know, I'm probably not going to help everyone in one day. But really, this, these communities I've worked with have so much potential and there's so much that I guess people don't get credit for it. You know, we kind of tend to go over there to the other countries as Westerners and feel the need to fix things and change things. And we never seem to, to look up and ask the community, you know, what is it that you need? What is it that you want? how can you be better? And I think a lot of my project is trying to understand uh, where other people are coming from and just understanding how to empower them and not so much go and put my ideals into their lifestyle. Yeah. And um, kind of tell us a little bit more about uh, what you what you gained from the trip. Uh, I, I know not not everybody gets the opportunity to leave the country and do their dream. Um, so So what kind of insight can you give from from that trip uh, that you learned directly about the medical profession? Yeah, kind of just mirroring what I said, and I, and I think it could be applied here, or just in any, in any field that you go into. I think a lot of times we, we see a situation and we want to help people, and that's great. You know, We all have that inner need to, to be the best we can be and to, to be uh, capable of helping others and to just go far in life. And I, and I think it's 
before we go and we change things or fix things or, or see things how we think is fit, we should ask and just really listen. And I think I'm just going to take that away to always listen to my patients, always listen to the people who I'm trying to help because, you know, maybe what I think is right might not be what is best. So, um, and I think that could be just be in any field in general when you want to help someone out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's very true. That is very true. And I know this is going to be kind of hard to answer, but I, I got to ask. So from your trip to Uganda, what was the best memory from that entire trip? Wow. I know I got to put you on the spot. That's hard. I, I had a couple few good memories, but I, I think one of my best memories is uh, I went during Ramadan and um, the town I was staying in was like 30% Muslim. And I, and I talked about this, but, um, one of the last nights I was there, I shared a meal with like the whole community. And it was probably like, probably up to like a hundred people and everybody was just sitting there eating a meal. And it was, it was such a peaceful feeling of just love and giving and just sharing and gratitude. And it just kind of made me feel kind of connected and loved. You know, I'm here in Florida and you don't know what's going on on the other side of the world. You don't know, you know, what other people are doing and just kind of, I don't know. That was a really touching experience for me, especially. Yeah, that sounds deep. That yeah. sounds really deep. Sharing a meal with over a hundred I imagine people. myself wow. sitting next to you guys just uh, melting some marshmallows over the fire. <laughs> <laughs> They're not eating marshmallows. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Why? I could bring my culture into Africa. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we do over here. That's not your culture. You know, if your culture is marshmallows, marshmallows, Paul. No, no, it was, it was a good experience. Um, I actually ate with my hands because there weren't enough forks. Oh, don't they have? Um, isn't there a bread that they use to pick up stuff? Nah. I nah. Eat no. Fresh. I went to. I went to. Um. No, because the thing the, is, I went to an Ethiopian restaurant <laughs> one time, and there was like a bread that they made you eat. Um, the food with. So. I wasn't sure if uh, if you if you had that experience. <laughs> we gonna go ahead and let the silence trail off on that one. <laughs> um, so let's let's get back to um, Jasmine and how incredible she is. You actually are the president of the Student National Medical Association at um, the University of Miami. So I mean, definitely tell us how does it feel being rewarded for your hard work. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily feel rewarded. You know, I feel like I feel good that I'm I'm doing a lot of things, but I don't necessarily feel rewarded. I couldn't say that. Why is that? Because I, I don't think there should be a reward for being what you're supposed to do, you know, for, for being a good person, for helping your community, for for wanting to take leadership and take the initiative. There shouldn't be an award for that. I think we should all just strive to be our greatest. And just like you're on your journey, I'm on my journey, you know? You're so humble, Jasmine. Can we rewind that and just play it on loop? <laughs> That's what I want to do. Just rewind and play it on loop. That should be the entire podcast, that statement right but there. But I'm sure you kind of feel some kind of <laughs> self-fulfillment um, going into the community and doing what you do. I mean, I do. I do only because it's like I I didn't think I would get to this point in my life, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, could you tell us a little bit more about uh, you know, some trials and tribulations you had to overcome? I don't know. I, I think that uh, the road to medicine is like an ongoing tough road. But I think for me, 
I struggled a lot towards the end of college and figuring out like, is this something I want to pursue? Do I want to be a doctor? Do I have this dedication that's needed? And I, and I struggled a lot. I struggled a lot with my identity. I, you know, I've always wanted to be a doctor. I knew that, but yet just because I always wanted something, I didn't know if it was right. And as like millennials, we always like put these timelines on our, on our life and, and these goals we must accomplish by a certain age. And, and we're sort of unrealistic with giving ourselves time to grow, you know, and, and really understand who we are. And I think I needed that, that moment. I needed those hard times of, of really not knowing so that I could, you know, know. And I, and, you know, thankfully I'm here, but it wasn't always, you know, straight A's and it wasn't always like perfect scores. It was a lot of like reflection and a lot of, you know, support from people around me. But, and even then I'm still not done growing. I'm not where I'm supposed to be, but I'm becoming who I'm supposed to be. I really, truly feel that way. That's another Drake line. I, like, uh, I really like who I'm becoming, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she attended for it that. A, it was a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, <laughs> I guess I want to ask, um, what was the moment during your medical career where you where you had that, like, the light bulb went out and you were kind of able to tell yourself, this is where I belong, this is what I should be doing? Um, so before I started in medical school, uh, I took a year off which is not really a year off, but I, I did a gap year in AmeriCorps and I worked in Palm Beach County with this amazing organization who helps homeless families get back on their feet. And I, I tutored kids and weirdly enough, tutoring kids kind of put me back on the path that like medicines for me. I mean, first of all, I was a bad teacher, but um, <laughs> Other than that, I think I think it showed me that there are a lot of like components that that comes together in one's life and that can be a detriment on your health in totality. And, you know, just like poverty or the lack of education and, and there's just so many factors that can contribute to one's health. And I think seeing those kids and seeing how enthusiastic they were about life just kind of made me excited about my life, you know, and excited to want to do more and want to do good and, and realize that medicine's multifaceted, you know, it's not just a linear, you know, field. It could be applied anywhere. That's, that's cool that you were able to uh, take a, a experience that wasn't directly related to medicine, but through helping somebody else, you were still able to figure out that medicine was your passion that that's a that's definitely an interesting way to to think it out yeah I mean it, it just goes to show you know because before I started medical school um everyone's always saying okay to get into medical school you must have research you must have this many volunteer hours you must shadow a doctor and it's all these things that are just basically on a checklist and I remember being a pre-med student kind of losing myself within that checklist because I felt like I had to be this molded person. And the moment I broke away from it, I was like, you know, I want to do this instead. You know, I don't want to volunteer at, you know, a hospital all the time. I want to go ahead and volunteer at a school or something. The moment I kind of went for what I was feeling was the moment when things fell into place. Yeah. And that's how it kind of goes when you can set your mind to it and actually get something done to achieve. But one thing that people have to really, you know, 
keep their mind wrapped on is that it's like you said it's not a race it's definitely a marathon and i would love if you could just kind of tell our listeners what has been like a personal mantra that's kind of kept you going when you felt like you've reached the bottom or at a place where you know it's hard to kind of get yourself back up there again wow personal mantra i don't i don't really have like a cute little phrase or cute little quote but i i kind of think about it this way and you know um a lot of times I'll talk to like my close friends or family members about, you know, a difficult module in medical school or like a hard test. And usually the response is always automatic. It's like, you're smart. You could do it. It's great. You know, think about in a few years, you'll be making money and it'll be fine and you'll be a doctor. And, and while those future goals for me are great to, to look at as like inspiration and to, to help me move forward, I, I don't. I don't fully believe in looking at the future and living in it before you actually gotten there. You know, it's like, I want to appreciate the nows. I want to appreciate the hardships, the good times and just everything that's going on now and be in the present. Cause I, I can't, I can't live just waiting for this one day when I'm going to get this one paycheck, you know, just like you can't live for that one day you're going to graduate college. Cause that day will come and then that day will pass. And then you're going to wake up the next day and you're going to be like, now what? Now what do I do? So it's kind of about, for me, I'm trying to, to get myself to appreciate the hard times, to appreciate the days when I study for 12 hours straight, <laughs> to appreciate the days when, you know, I don't understand something because just as, as frustrating as it could be, it's good in molding me on who I am becoming, you know, and just appreciate right now for the good and the bad. So, yeah. You got to embrace the struggle. I see you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's definitely good words to live by. Definitely good words. I know you have a uh, a personal blog that you just started. Um, Life is a Kirby Road. Uh, <laughs> great play on words right there. Uh, that's my middle name for. <laughs> yeah, anyway. for everybody out there, that's her her middle name. Life is a Kirby Road. <laughs> that's a long middle name. Yeah, you know, my mom just wanted to be unique, you know. So. <laughs> Um, what, what do you, uh, look to do? What, what, uh, what is your blog, uh, inspired to be about? Whatever I feel like it. Okay. I don't want to have direction. I have everything planned out for me. I have all my tests planned out for me in the next few months. I have everything planned out for me. I don't want my blog to be a space that's like a direction, you know, just whatever I feel like it, whenever I feel like it, whenever I get that creativity, I just want to do it, you know? So Whenever I get the time, whenever I tell myself to make time, that that's more important for me. But yeah. Okay. Well, it looks like uh, you got some interesting posts so far. Um, the last one was about the, <laughs> the trip to Africa, um, titled "The Last The Time That My Blackness Did Not Matter." Uh, I know you described a lot about yeah. the trip already, but uh, could you describe a little bit more about? Uh, how they didn't really care about your ethnicity down there? Yeah. Um, and I, I meant that in a way, not that like my blackness doesn't matter because I think it always matters. But um, it was just interesting, you know, coming and being it from America where every day you think about, you know, just being black. It's apparent everywhere you go. It's apparent when you're in a class with, you know, you're one of the only minority students. It's, it's just, it's apparent everywhere for me. And then going to 
be gone and thinking everybody would be like, hey, she's one of us. Welcome, welcome, you know. And having them call me Muzungu, which um, basically translated to like white foreigner, I think that was a, a difference, you know, um, especially since like my whole life, my blackness has been a thing. But I think I realized that while well, I was there, the reason why they were, they were so adamant about making me a foreigner is, you know, I was exhibiting a lot of privileges that they weren't, you know. Uh, a lot of people had to drink water from the well and actually pump water from the well every morning and, and bring it to us. And I never had to go pump water at the well. I just got it from a water bottle. Um, I always got a fork whenever we ate a meal. I, I just always had certain little things, you know. Uh, and I think me going there just made me realize how we all kind of have these privileges that we don't necessarily realize they exist. You shouldn't necessarily try to, I guess, argue with another person or try to um, take away from their experience by ignoring when, you know, they're telling you that they have hardships. And it just kind of brought me back to like what's going on here in America. You got to you got to uh, embrace some of the small things. It's crazy that you go to other countries and you realize like, whoa, you know, we actually really do have it really good here. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you know, it's easy to take this all for granted because we grew up with it where people in other countries, you know, they have their reality. And, you know, it's being in America, it's, it's really easy to not be aware or be able to blend with their reality. So it's always nice when you can hear other stories or even take trips and see for yourself just the differences between America and other countries and kind of put it on perspective, and make you realize, OK, you know, I'm working with a lot more here than people are there so i gotta do my best to not really complain and just get it done you know yeah and the people there they were so beautiful so like sharing they they would share anything they they were so giving so happy you know how those like infomercials always just paint this picture of like sad poor people in africa and it's like i saw a lot of happy people i saw people who were had so much to offer, you know? I, I hung out with kids who were schooling me in biology and, and chemistry and telling me how to solve certain math problems. And I was like, well, I was blown away. There's so much gifts and talent there. And, you know, I wish, I wish everyone could, you know, learn to see the good, you know? Yeah, it's hard to uh, really describe. I, I, and I'm not really sure why it is that people show the negative images of, of Africa when there are so many good things about it. It's just, I guess, the human emotion of like fear and uh, scarcity is more powerful than showing someone who's in the classroom learning. Maybe that's why they show it, but I'm not sure. That's, that's really odd that there's actually, you know, people in Africa doing well, but we don't see it. Yeah. And I mean, I think, yeah, there's poverty in Africa, but there's also poverty like right outside my window. You know what I mean? So I think we choose what we want to acknowledge and what we want to be blind towards. And, you know, the information's out there. You know, it's it, one of my pet peeves is when people are like, oh, there's starving children in Africa. I mean, there's starving children right here in the United States, you know? So I, I just think it's perspective and just kind of acknowledging, you know, that there's injustices everywhere, you know? Agreed. Agreed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There is a lot of injustice everywhere. But, yeah. you know, I think that 
it is our job just to try and be aware of every situation that we can and do our little part just to help, you know, bring awareness to problems. I mean, that's the problem. That's the part that we have now with social media and um, Facebook is you can bring awareness and educate people and let them realize, hey, there's this going on this in this other part of the world. And we should all be aware and try to do what we can to help out. Yeah, yeah I definitely think it. Uh, it's cool that uh, we have the ability to shape what other people see. I feel like, uh, at least for me, I don't really watch too much TV anymore. So I'm trying to get my experiences from people who live it, like who write blogs, um, who go to pod, like uh, do podcasts and tell them their story about from their perspective. So it's kind of tough when the media portrays certain things in certain ways. Um, but it's cool that we can filter out some of the messages and hear from individual stories nowadays. And, and it's really to those willing to accept it and to listen and to not be on the defense about certain things, you know. And you mentioned social media, and I think social media has become a this or that, you know. There's so many arguments and negativity sometimes on it that you just really wonder, is anyone really empathizing with each other anymore, you know? Yeah, Twitter is a, a battlefield of hot takes. I haven't been on Twitter since like 2012, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's 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 definitely a hotbed of uh, entertainment and and some gossip now. <laughs> I want to say you, you you aren't really missing anything, but at the same time, it's like you know, there's still going to be always something on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think. You know, we just want to thank you for having you on the show and definitely enlightening us about the medical field and your passion and commitment to give back has definitely been noticeable and shown. And I really hope that it gets our listeners to kind of go out there and want to go and get involved in whether it's a charitable cause in a local community or maybe if they want to sign up to go out the country and experience and help people out there. But I definitely want to say, um, that we thank you for your time. And if you could, if you could just leave us with something that you want the listeners to know, just anything that you, you know, have in your mind that you want to just part with. Yeah, I was actually going to um, ask if I could say one thing. and Say it. Go um, ahead. Say it Preach. with my chest. Um, Preach. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, I'm, I'm one for, you know, social media and, you know, looking to see what everyone else is doing. But I, I really hope I really hope your listeners are um, not trying to mirror their lives off of other people and just kind of, you know, believing in themselves still and just going for their passions and their real passions aside from money, aside from the luxuries that's going to come with it, aside from, you know, the glamour, you know, who do you want to be? You know, what type of person do you want to be? What type of person... Do you want to be for the world and ask yourself that? And and sometimes, you know, that's a hard thing to ask because we feel the, all these expectations. We feel like we're supposed to be someone at this point. And, you know, life is a road, you know, life's a curvy road. We're growing. Just, yeah, no. And, and just have patience with yourself. You know, there's a lot of things I accomplished this year that I wanted to do a few years ago and I, and I didn't realize it, but it just, it wasn't my time. And, you know, just realize, like, you have a path and to um, just keep believing in yourself. Just keep believing in yourself. And, and don't listen to what any other, any other person says. 
it's not worth it. They're not they're not traveling the path you're traveling. Mm, yes, you, yes. Ring the bell. Ring the bell several <laughs> times. Throw it out the window. You mentioned um, you mentioned social media. Um, where can a young medical professional reach you at? Um, you could definitely reach me at my blog, Life's a Kirby Road um, dot WordPress dot com, I believe. <laughs> um, and on Facebook, I'm Jasmine Kirby. If you have a question about the medical field, about being a med student, if you have a question about public health, if you have a question about anything, I'm here to answer it. Um, about failing, I failed a lot of times and I've gotten back up. So, if you just have any questions out there, I'm here. Because I understand how difficult it could be. Yeah, there you go, right there. The almanac of knowledge, Miss Jasmine Thomas Kirby. <laughs> I don't even know what acronym anymore, but <laughs> life is a Kirby road that we're all going down. We once again, thank you for being on the show and we really do appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. And there you have it, folks. Miss Jasmine Thomas educating us about her medicine profession and her love to do well for the community. Emilio, what'd you think about the interview? I was in love with it. Just a genuine personality, genuine soul. Definitely has been a different sort of guest than what we recently had on. And the thing I liked about her a lot is that she really is passionate about giving back and just helping out the community, whether it's in America or outside the country. So uh, you have to admire someone like that. Is it? You know, people have different dots and opinions on doctors, but it's really nice to know that there's someone who's trying to be a doctor and has a great head on their shoulder and is looking just beyond the paycheck and actually looking to help and make people's lives better. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, A lot of uh, stereotypes about doctors, you know, not really caring or doing it for the paycheck, like you said. But uh, yeah, Jasmine definitely enlightened us about what uh, medicine is all about. And uh, what people, I think, originally wanted to be um, doctors for is to, to help people who, who need it because we're all going to need that uh, type of help one, one day or another, um, whether, you know, you're the healthiest person or you're suffering from a, a disease. So, you know, it's just nice to know that we got people that, out here that's trying to look for um, cures to diseases and make life a better place for the future generations to come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it means a lot to us that Jasmine was able to come on and not only leave her mark on us, but hopefully you guys as well with her interview. But alas, this too must end and we got to get to our favorite part of this whole <laughs> program. How you, yes you, can reach us. We are available throughout various social media, and we are located on these fine services. Snapchat, Educated Hustle, that's all one word, Educated Hustle. We try to post motivations, insights, behind-the-scene access. We just want to let people know how our day's going and what you can see us do on there. On Instagram, we're at Educated Hustle Podcast. That's Educated Hustle Podcast. We have pictures, videos 
and all that stuff galore, definitely follow us if you are an Instagram person. You can also reach us at Twitter at educated underscore hustle. That's educated underscore hustle. Tweet us, interact with us. We'll respond back to you. We're not, you know, bougie with our Twitter. Like, we really want to talk and get that engagement going with listeners and fans because the reason why we're doing it is for people like you we're also on facebook you can follow like our facebook page at educated hustle that's two words educated hustle you'll know you're at the right place when you see the logo that you know and love and of course of course of course i would be remiss if i don't mention our favorite way for you to get at us email you can reach us at Educated Hustle Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is Educated Hustle Podcast at gmail.com. Please email us. Let us know how we made you feel, what you were going to go through, what crazy thing that me or Paul said that really had you, you know, get the light bulb going. Please email us. But there is also one new addition. Gotta always mention it if I can remember too. But if you like the show and you really, just feel like more people should hear this. The best thing you can do is subscribe and leave a review on those outlets that you're using to watch the show. Please, please, please subscribe and leave a review because that is how we get into more people's ears, which sounds weird saying out loud, but you know what? We're going with it. So please subscribe, leave a review. Woo! Man, I got lost in time. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I know the land before time, all the Bigfoot, Mobley, <laughs> Littlefoot. There you go. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. But as always, we got to leave them with something to hang their head over for the next show, man. So, what you got for the people? People, 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 please go out and do great things. It's been a very interesting week. I have, um, been basically recovering from a move into a brand new house so it's an exciting time but it's also a very special time and you know this move has taught me that it's really easy to get down with a lot of negative stuff like oh we got to move all this i got to set this up but you have to realize it and day, hey you know the bright spot i have a new house and you have to realize in life there's always a bright spot so you're gonna go through some crap that's annoying that you don't want to do but remember the bigger picture and enjoy the accomplishment that lets you get through all that sucky stuff so you can enjoy the great stuff once you're done with it and as always you gotta stay educated and keep hustling